Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about the joys of reading. Now, for all of us, this is something that maybe we've naturally always done. We're writers. We were probably readers. Um, We probably have very fond memories of books growing up and the safety that books brought us. We're kind of like the Matildas of the world, grabbing every book that we can get our hands on in a public library or you know, we have our stories to tell about our books, and we need to tell them. We need to bring back childhood memories of books, and we need to tap into that, especially if we're writing for children. So I'm speaking to all of my people now for children, juvenile fiction, or middle grades, and young adult. And I want us to write you know, first for Jesus. Okay, so when I say, you know, write for the reader, we're hoping to bring the reader closer to Jesus. But we also want to bring that reader some joy. And I truly mean that. You know, I've worked with reluctant readers or readers with disabilities pretty much my entire career. So I've had 20 years of watching reading development, uh, reading struggle, and negative emotion that is surrounding reading itself. So I had to have a conversation yesterday, and this conversation was, you know, what do you think I want for you? What is my goal? And the answer you want me to read well no you already know how to read that's not it you do you know how to read you're learning story structure to help you understand stories better you're understanding vocabulary more you're reading every night now you're doing homework every night now great that's great but what do you think I want for you and it is to love reading to have a joy for reading To carry around that book, to carry around that tablet, to carry around that pad and pencil and draw and write and create as much as you can. It's the joy of the reading that we want to bring back. And so what ways can we tap in to youthful joy 
so I've been thinking a lot about goal school and I try not to let one book take over my mind more than any other but I want to tell you guys a story this is a true story and it's about my son so when my son was in second grade he would cry when he encountered a chapter book and so I knew about the trusty old magic tree house you can't beat the magic tree house now 2.1 2.5 that's about the level you can you can look at the levels they're on the back so I'm just you know telling you from what I can visually recall from the back of the books with the with the reading level the RL on the back of the magic treehouse books or you can look them up on scholastic uh, reading levels are all available for anyone online for children's books they're cataloged in there in the scholastic lexile and so when my son was approaching pirates past noon he would cry tears and my husband watched the struggle my husband and I were just married at the time and he would see how patient I would be and how I would say you know it's going to come together and we were doing a, a primer spelling book for him to learn how to write basic words and sentences and I was like it's all gonna come together just be patient it's gonna work out there's going to be, you know, no stress. And I really tried to have a, a low-stress environment when we read. And then, like I knew it would, it took us a year of homeschooling. And he was back on grade level in all subjects. It just took a year. It took a year to erase negative experiences with substitutes. And that is what he had. He had a first-grade substitute. And then he had a second grade substitute. And his kindergarten teacher was a young teacher um, coming fresh out of school. Not to say that that's anything wrong. And uh, he did have, you know, a pleasant experience in kindergarten. But he moved in right away to substitute after substitute. And so I had to undo what had been done. But what it was was negative emotion around subject matter and so I'm not bashing public schools at all so so don't get you know and don't think that I don't think substitutes are great I love substitutes um, my hats off to a substitute teacher I personally would never after retirement and when I my mom used to say never say never because you don't know well I know I'm never going to be a substitute um, Unless it's like a substitute in a library, I will preface it by saying that or something like that. But I'm telling you guys, it's a hard job. It is really a hard job to be a substitute teacher. Especially ones that um, the permanent teacher just quits and leaves. And so there really are no like set plans and people are trying to get together and provide plans for substitutes so that they can just carry on the safety and maintain the classroom and do the best they can. Um, and so my son had tough years until we pulled him out and we homeschooled him. And now he's a reader. He's a gobbler of information. He knows how to research. He knows how to find information that he doesn't know about. He knows how to use not only Siri, 
but he Googles everything. He watches documentaries like crazy. He builds his knowledge base. He loves our reading time. He wants to write himself. I have a little novelist in my household. He's going to help me write The Raptor Revolution Part 2. And that's because there is a joy to the reading now. And he gets that joy. And he feels that joy from me. I model that. I'm okay when I don't know a word. I admit when I don't know a word on his seventh grade vocabulary list. And we laugh about it and we use it and we change our accent and we try to sound very proper. And we use it and we find sentences and we say, wow, we've never heard of that word before. Um, that's probably a terror, you know, a terror word that you're not going to come in contact with, but maybe once in your life, because I'm 44. <laughs> um, and we'll keep going. But we have fun, and he enjoys it. There's no more crying. There's no more complaining. There's no more, I can't. There's just like, oh, what were we reading? Come on, can we read another page? Can we please? Because uh, how can we hardly handle ourselves reading Goblet of Fire? And Harry's just getting through the, the first task, you know? And so when the timer cuts off, we are still reading. We have to finish the chapters. But it's about the emotion. It's positive emotion. That's what we need to try to emulate. That's what we need to bring to children is positive emotion around reading. Excitement around reading. And so how can we do that with our books? And so I know the Magic Treehouse series very well because I read them with my children. I read them with Solomon. And then when it was Sam's turn, he went through them. And now, as lovely as, oh, oh my goodness, my nephew is a reader. Like, I can't even tell you. He's seven years old. And yesterday, he showed me his collection. Um, I took pictures of his books. Um, they make me so happy. He has them all in order. All beautifully organized, numbers 1 through 27 of the Magic Treehouse that he's read in his classroom. Um, read a Magic Treehouse story. Um, and so, I know the power of those books. And I know the joy that they can bring. The positive emotion. But, they bring a sense of accomplishment. Because they're so patterned. And what I mean by patterned, you need to read them if you are um, interested in going into children's literature and series work. Because a student can access them easily. The vocabulary is at just the right level uh, for students to be engaged and still stretch themselves. But it's not overwhelming. The font is huge. So, yes, you do, you know, you might have, you know, 100 pages in the Magic Treehouse book, but if you shrunk it all down and you looked at that font, you would not have 100 pages. Um, of course, you know that. Uh, there are pictures in there that really help guide a student and their comprehension and storytelling ability when they have to go back and find a place to talk about a book. And so those books matter. And I want to write a book that matters like that, guys. 
and ghoul school is it for me. I realize that. Now, now yes, I love the rapture, but rapture is for older readers. That's for fifth grade and up. And I'm trying to channel back of that time as a parent, as an educator, when I worked in elementary school as a special education teacher. I loved my time working in elementary school. And I loved pulling mummies in the morning out and doing a whole unit on ancient Egypt and getting them so excited about the pyramids in my classroom that they would crawl into just around making sure that they had a, a fun environment. So then when I gave them mummies in the morning, they were not reluctant to read the book. They were immersed in the atmosphere of positive emotion and it worked. So that's what it's all about. And so for Ghoul School, I want to create that same kind of fun. I want to create that same kind of activity-based learning, creative learning that just opens up a student's mind and heart so then they can receive the written word. And that's why the Educator's Guide is really important to me. So that way I can, you know, give some teachers some tools, but they don't need it. Teachers are so creative. Um, but I still would love to provide that, like, like as the author, some things that I can um, imagine students working through with Ghoul School. But I just want them to love reading. I want this book to just bring joy. And teach a lesson, of course. So there's, you know, multiple character friends in the book. And they all have to work together to help each other. And so it's about cooperation. It's about a classroom that respects their teacher. It's about a classroom that might have a, like a Mrs. Trunchbull character in their principal. Um, sorry, principals out there in the world. But um, I did learn something from Roald Dahl, and is that is I do need extremes. So Mr. Whip um, is not any principal that, I love my principals, guys. I've had the best principals ever. Um, but having that Mrs. Trunchbull, that Miss Trunchbull in Matilda, to contrast Miss Honey, you need that. And so Miss Harry and Mr. Whip would be on the opposite spectrums of the nice scale. And so I do kind of go extreme with Mr. Whip. He used to be a torturer and now he's their principal condemned to serve <laughs> as his punishment. So he takes it out on the children. Um, so yes, I hope they find joy in the book. And so thinking about contests around the book and um, connecting with readers and asking for drawings and writing their own stories and putting it up on my social media platforms. You know, these are all little ways that we can engage with readers at young ages that need an authentic place and they need to be they need to feel accomplished then they need to be celebrated 
And I'm hoping that that's, you know, what I can always keep in mind when I'm working with Goal School and I'm talking with teachers about Goal School. So Goal School, the Lexile level is working at a 3.2 at my final edits. Now this range, this third grade range is perfect because if students were in second and loving Magic Treehouse, you know, making that next step for the beginning third graders, you know, what could that book be? And they have now the Ghoul School series to look forward to. And I'm going to write eight of them. I thought I was going to do seven, but I got a new title and I listed out my titles and I have eight at this point. And I went through the library after school the other day and I just sat in front of the stacks and I sat where Ghoul School would be and I just prayed and I was like, God, you know, you know, one day I see, you know, A to Z mysteries, you know, I see the magic tree house. I see all, you know, the Junie B. Jones series. My nephew also collects those, has a stack of them, y'all. And I'm like, that's the next step for these readers. You know, I want Goal School to be that in-between to where they leave those easy reader chapter books, kind of go into my chapter books, and then when they bridge off of mine, they can springboard into higher Lexile books like Goosebumps, like Percy Jackson. But it gives them a sense of adventure it gives them, you know, entering into a new world of myth and legend and the supernatural, <laughs> zombies and wizards and vampires and werewolves. That could be a fun hook for kids. And how can all of these different creatures, um, creatures of the night, be so different yet find ways to work together and love each other and be the best of friends and go up against a challenge or an obstacle that they've got to face and so I'm really beta reading um, this one out a lot with younger audiences because I want to you know I want to just check it. I want to say, you know, am I on point with this? And then when I get five-star reviews from little kids, it's the most precious thing. Like, when is the book coming out? And when are you writing the next one? And is this a series because I want book two? And I love it. I love the responses that I'm getting in my beta readers. Um, I sent out the another one. I sent out two yesterday. So they're still coming, even though March 1st is right around the corner for Ghoul School to release, I still have two more beta readers that stepped up that asked to read it. And so I'm still open to suggestions and looking through, even though I've done my final edits and they're up and approved. Um, my new book cover went through. After two attempts of a book cover this time, um, I made it, I got it to work. So if you go online, and you look up Ghoul School, you should see my new cover. I'm going to release out that new cover because um, right now my old cover is circulating. Now, I loved my old cover, but when I got an opportunity to get um, 
free images. The Lord, the Lord hears my secret desires of my heart, guys. And I don't know if I told you this story, but someone put up that they were giving away free images. And my friend tagged me in it and was like, oh, I know someone who would love it. And so I worked with this lady and she was gracious enough to give me 20 free images. And I got them and I got to choose the ones I wanted. And I knew what my goals were this year. And one of my goals was to work goal school. And I made sure that I had enough covers to get my series started. Um, and so I've got Ghoul School, I got the Heartwell Chronicles, and I got my boyfriends back. Um, I went and got my models in different poses and um, extremely happy about that because I know that I've got series work coming. So now that I know that Ghoul School is pretty much set, I just have to now organize when I'm going to not only release those, I would love to do rapid releases with those, but when am I going to promote? And so I've thought that through too. And, and you really need to look at your long-term plans. I want to build enough of my goal school series. So in September, when teachers are introducing third graders to the love and the joy of reading, they will not they won't just have one book, The Case of the Missing Coffin. The students would be able to move through the series. So it is my dream to be able to have my series complete by September. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I have a goal. Um, I'm not going to stress myself out if I don't make it because that is a lot. But um, because I do go through the extensive betas and things like that. So it has taken me two months with Ghoul School um, before publishing it. So I kind of, um, you know, need to be realistic with my timeline as well. But I would like to at least have a few of the books done, if not all. So that way teachers could, you know, continue to, hey, go check this one out next and go put get this one next. And I'm hoping it's going to be in libraries. Um, this is one that I'm really going to try my best to promote into the library system um, as, long, as well as Rapture. So I want to work on that this year, getting the Rapture Revolution and Ghoul School into schools. Um, that is a goal. So, you know, looking forward, you know, to that, and I already know who I want to do the audio for Ghoul School. So, Justina, I would like for her to do that one. I haven't asked her yet, but I'm praying about that. Um, but she's doing the Hartwell Chronicles right now. Um, my Ghoul School series is not ready, so you can't release it yet. It has to be available. And as soon as Offbeat came available on Saturday, I had already asked Abigail, would she do it? Would she look at it? And um, as soon as it became available, I released it to her and um, sent her the audition for Offbeat. So she said yes. She's already confirmed. Praise God. And so Ghoul School, there's nothing that I can do with it right now anyway. But I feel like um, 
I would want Justina to do that series because I have tons of series work that I've got going on with Abigail now. I've got tons of series work that I've got going on with Anne. And so I know um, I can't just constantly say, okay, can you do this, 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 this? They can. It takes months to do these things. Um, but it's on track for my goals for 2020 to have my books on audio. Super excited about that. And Ghoul School, I want on audio. I want students to be able to access these books if they need to. Um, you know how important that is to me. All right, guys. Well, it's time for me to get in and uh, bring the joy of reading to my high school. And uh, just I always think of that in your mind. What is your goal? It's the positive emotion and it's the joy. That's what we want for children that are reading our books. So we have to work extra hard maybe um, to hook them in, to get them going with books in, in a good way. And uh, I'm hoping that's what school, goal school is going to do, is going to bring. So I'm praying for that. And uh, I hope you guys have a blessed one. Happy Monday. Okay, bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.